Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. My name is Avid Khan, and I talk about how you can start, run, and sell the bootstrap business without burning out. This episode is called Determining the Size of Your SaaS Market. So let's get started. When you're starting a bootstrap SaaS business, you have to find a painful problem to solve. For that, you have to find an audience first, but how do you figure out if the audience is big enough to support your business today and five years from now? I think there are three different approaches to determining this quite elusive number. Different methods will be needed depending on the kind of customer you want to serve. B2B, B2BC, or B2C markets each need different tools to figure out those numbers. And when we talk about B2BC, this means business to business consumer, like a prosumer, which is a variant of B2B for very small businesses or freelancers. And it shouldn't be confused with B2B2C, right? Where there's a business in between your business and the consumer. I will talk through this step by step later based on my own experiences in startups working in all these three fields. No matter what kind of service you offer, you will never find exact numbers about the size of your audience. Most of the time, audience size is a moving target. Industries contract and expand, sometimes very fast. And any number is outdated pretty much within weeks. Even if anyone knew the exact figures, there would be little value in making them public. And you would invite more competition if it looked juicy. So if there's any number at all, treat it like a ballpark figure. To get to any significant audience size number, you'll have to do a lot of research and collect a lot of information. You won't do this work in a day. It might take weeks and often months to sift through the data, and often a subject matter expert would drop a number in a side remark in some obscure industry podcast. So the more time you spend looking into many different places, the more precise your outcome will be. If you have an enterprise-focused business, it's more likely that you will find public information you can trust. Consumer-focused companies have a harder time there, as information will be abundant but very hard to validate. It's the filter problem. Even for enterprise markets, the numbers out there are likely to be skewed or inflated. It depends on the institution that releases them. Enterprise companies often are required to publish their financial records and reports, which include market sizes directly or at least allow you to infer them in combination with market share ratios. Some industry group expert groups also release general industry reports, which often cost money. A good example for this would be the experience we had at Feedback Panda. We were looking into the ad tech space and we wanted to know like how is the market for online teaching, how is the market for China and Chinese online teaching. And there was a company called Holland IQ that was publishing reports on just that kind of stuff. It was quite expensive. Um, but those kind of reports are well worth it for two reasons. They commonly contain the exact information you need, well-researched. And much more than that, they will allow you to make a very knowledgeable guess as to your chances in your market. Because all of a sudden you have this plethora of information that you wouldn't have had access before. And like I said, um, it's really not the cheapest, but it's well worth it. The second reason is the more important one. Many entrepreneurs, particularly in our community, the bootstrap community, shy away from spending money as it goes against the spirit of being scrappy. You'll have an immediate and often critical advantage 
over those kind of founders who just guess because they want to be cheap. That, because they usually guess wrong, right? When they do, they uh, give up quite quickly if it doesn't match their expectations. And spending a couple hundred bucks in advance might save you thousands later on. And you'll come out of it with the condensed findings of subject matter experts in addition to the numbers you're actually looking for. So I really recommend looking into industry reports here. Before we um, dive into the specific kinds of markets and how to find their sizes, let me give you a few tips to find meaningful numbers in a sea of unfiltered information. A good rule of thumb that I've found very useful over the years is to count the number of deciders and not just the number of buyers in a specific industry. There are sometimes the same kind of people, but particularly if you sell to enterprise industries, those roles will diverge. Targeting and selling to people who decide is crucial and critical. So these are also the relevant people to be counted for you to make any meaningful guess. Secondly, reading up on the history and evolution of an industry before doing audience size research is highly recommended. This data will reveal the key players, the kinds of players in an industry, and you'll learn about the tectonic forces of the industry that you may not be aware of before you look into this. And you'll absorb how change works, how change is accepted, welcome, or often resisted in an industry, and to what extent. That will actively inform not just your approach to determining the size of the audience, but also if the audience is actually worth selling to. So talk to people in the industry first. Ask them personally about their opinion about the industry, how big it is, how big they think it could get. Find out who are trusted sources of information and whose numbers you can actually rely on. Do this part after having done some cursory research and ask industry experts about their opinion, about the sources you found while doing this. You'd be surprised how many people who work in the industry every day completely dismiss many outwardly reputable sources. There's a lot of industries where people have built a brand of being an expert towards the outside. But people in the industry completely dismiss what they're saying. So try to find these and ignore what they're saying. Because obviously, if somebody is not reputable within the industry, you're not going to get any meaningful information. It could actually be quite hurtful. Let's look into B2B markets first and how to find the size of this. The easiest way to find out how big a B2B audience is would be by purchasing industry reports from reputable sources. Like I said, in the ad tech market, that would be companies like Holland IQ. And they are often quite expensive, but the data they provide is going to be a treasure trove of insight. Alternatively, you can look into industry magazines, yeah, good old old school print versions or online editions because they're densely packed sources of information too. Not only do they contain expert opinions on the field, but they also know very well how large their market is, like the publishers themselves, as they are sold directly to members of that market. The easiest way to find out numbers here is to ask for the number of magazines they actually circulate. That can be often done by asking to publish ads in one of their next issues or asking just asking for the cost of an ad and the number of people it will reach and we'll see it. We'll give you two critical insights. The audience number, like the size of it that you're after, and the amount of competition you'll have to expect for your audience's attention. Because ad pricing will kind of be in that field. It will somewhere indicate the amount of advertising competition you have 
and will also indicate the number of people you're going to be reaching. Also interesting as a as a side mark here, if you look through industry magazines, you can see first off who your competition is going to be, how they communicate, how people um, want to be spoken to because it's uh, often enough these companies uh, that have been advertising and in industry magazines have been doing this for quite a while and they've been I guess A-B testing ads to work so the kind of voice you hear in these advertisements is also an indicator for the voice that you might want to be using in actually advertising to this kind of audience and what they accept as something um, they are spoken to about right what kinds of messaging works for them more and more industry specific podcasts are also appearing all over the place they often feature interviews with c-level executives from big companies but so they're packed with valuable information about the industry often the people being interviewed will talk about the market that they operate in including the market size and often even growth rates. The great thing about podcasts is that you can just reach out to the podcast host and you'll likely get an answer too. Ask them about what they're looking for and how you can find it, or what, what, sorry, what you're looking for and how you can find it, and they will give you pointers or even numbers that they have access to. Asking about advertising on podcasts might also yield this kind of interesting number about the size of the market that asking about advertisements in industry magazines would. Next up, conferences are a staple in the enterprise world. Often just looking at the vendor map of a conference will give you great insights as to the size of the companies, their position in the market, and the kinds of customers they serve. I've been to a number of conferences um, as an employee of software businesses, and it's it's really crazy. Like you see these maps, these um, printed maps of the conference halls, and you can see which companies are leading the market, who is working with whom, just from the geography of the maps. Often companies that don't, that compete heavily are either bunched up or they, the big ones at least, try to be as far away from each other as possible. So there's a lot of interesting dynamics in there. And you will also find smaller companies that are in the same field, but you may not have heard of yet. But just looking at the surrounding kind of satellite stands around the bigger Vendors, for any important industry conference, download or explore the conference vendor map. That is a great source of insight, and it's often free on the website of the conference itself. So lastly, enterprise companies have extensive search engine marketing budgets. So if you figure out the search terms they rank for, you will um, get some insight into how competition is in that market. If uh, you, you will learn what companies have found out about the search terms that customers search for and how much you can expect to spend to be seen by those potential customers of yours as well. All right, let's look into finding the size of the B2BC market, this kind of freelancer small business thing. In B2BC markets where your customers are freelancers or small businesses, you'll have less access to industry reports. Usually there are not enough larger companies in those fields to make a living on actually selling $500 plus reports every year. So the industry reports that were available for B2B markets are likely very scarce, like the kinds of reports. The good thing is that most of the time a B2BC market is somewhere in the supply chain of a larger B2B market. So we'll still find information about the, that B2BC market as a part of the bigger industry in those B2B reports. 
However, they won't drill down deep enough for specific information about your market, so you'll need to find other sources. The big players in those markets often publicly provide information about the size of their markets to attract funding. While those numbers are likely overblown for dramatic effect, they will give you an indication as to the order of magnitude you can expect. One great thing about B2B C markets is that they're often community-based. Many freelancers hang out at the same water cooler, which often is a social media site or a forum or community that is specific to their craft. There are so many websites for design freelancers or there's the communities for freelancers in, in the tech industry, just programmers or yeah, system administrators. All these kind of things have their own little communities. There's slacks for these kind of things or old school IRC channels. It, it just exists somewhere. Finding these communities is essential in determining the market size because they're full of experts too, right? Facebook groups are often a good indicator of size. If it's just a tiny niche of people from the market you're interested in, they already reside in a Facebook group of over 5,000 people. You can expect the actual market to be quite big. If you can barely find a group at all, your audience may be way too small or is just somewhere else. So make sure to ask people who work in the industry to lead you to the places where they gather. Find and talk to the subject matter experts in the market. Those people are often what we call influencers, I guess, publicly communicating about the market and the developments within. If they have YouTube channels or an Instagram following or a Twitter community or many others, find them there. Those are the people you will find at industry podcasts and giving interviews on the industry blogs. Reach out to them. They will know exactly what's going on, how big their audience is and what the market is doing because they're always in the loop. The hosts of those kind of podcasts at B2BC Industries are also very good targets for research. Not only do they know a lot about the industry themselves, but they'll also be to connect, be able to connect you to the subject matter experts, like the influencers in the networks. This is true for any market, but it's particularly useful in B2BC markets where there are many, many more solo brands, like solopreneurs or just people who build the brands around themselves. So let's finally talk about finding the B2C market sizes. And here I recommend sales reports. Sales reports from companies in a field, in the like in that field, the particular field, are a good start for determining B2C audience sizes. Most companies are private, and thus they don't publicly expose their financial data more than they legally have to. But if you can find some information on how they're doing financially, either by looking at sales reports those companies provide themselves or by investigating the tax reports with the authorities under which they operate, you can also find information. Those are often semi-public, and you can request them for a fee from the tax or commerce agencies or institutions in your country or in the country of where the company was founded. It's worth looking into the companies of a market to understand the size of it as well. How many people are employed by those companies? How are they funded? Do they burn through cash or do they have a reliable revenue stream? You can find a lot of this information um, in the kind of documents that they have to publish or they at least have to give to the government. Answers to those kind of questions will require asking the people who actually work for these companies too. You can do that through sales calls or by reaching out to them directly with your questions in many tech adjacent fields. Um, you can just reach out through Twitter or in the forums where people frequent and have like show where they actually work. People often are willing to help people make progress in their particular field as long as you're not direct competition and it never hurts to ask. The competition in B2C markets is notoriously high as those markets tend to be 
where everybody wants to end up because it's just so many people in it, that makes gathering reliable information very hard. Often, government institutions will keep some sort of statistical data and make it available either in their publications or upon request. Same goes for nonprofits that exists in almost all markets. Reaching out, maybe providing them with some value or exposure might give you a lot of insight as well. So in summary, finding the size of your potential audience will require you to gather a lot of information from a lot of sources. Sifting through this information will take a lot of time, so plan accordingly. And it's always worth to be personal, right? Talk to people, reach out to people who have some standing in the respective markets and communities. Be truthful about why you ask. And people will be helpful most of the time. And some won't be, right? There will always be skeptics and some markets are full of them. So just persevere. But if you're determined to find out if a market is a good fit and the right size for your business, you'll get there eventually. Just determination is vital here, as in most parts of starting a new business. So remember that many founders give up at some point during this process. If you stick with it, you'll be ahead of the curve for sure. It is often quite complicated to deal with the fact that the numbers you get will be diverging quite a bit from the mean. Like some people will tell you there's hundreds of thousands of potential purchasers in a market. Some people will tell you there's a there's a couple thousand. Like it, it is always a matter of perception as well. You have to understand that some people see their market for something bigger than what it is. Some people have a very niche-driven definition of the market. So be very precise in how you ask this kind of question if you reach out to them. Because there's a difference in I'm trying to sell a CRM to people who need a CRM. Right? That is a market that is almost, yeah, it could, could be anybody. But if you sell a CRM for freelance designers or if you sell a CRM for um, taxi cab agencies or something like this, you all of a sudden get a much more precise definition. But still, it is not precise enough to, to get really, really clear numbers because it could be different geographically. It could be different just from the definition of what a taxi company is, right? Now that you look at businesses like Uber and Lyft and just private rentals and all these kind of things, do you include them? Is that a potential addressable market or is it not? These numbers will always be vague, and you kind of have to be fine with your numbers being vague. And as long as you get a band that is interesting enough for you, like a, a minimum and a maximum potential amount of people in, in a market that is sufficient for you, big enough for you to survive, small enough not to attract competition, the kind of a Goldilocks zone of a bootstrap SaaS market, then you'll be fine. For us at Feedback Panda, that was actually quite easy because um, we had such a precise niche definition of our customers. Um, online English teacher teaching English as a second language through Chinese online schools to Chinese children through video calls over the internet on a web-based system provided by the companies that they worked for as a freelancer. That is the niche definition of our customer. So we could very clearly figure out who these people were. And when we started out, there was a couple thousand of those teachers, but we knew exactly that the market would be growing because we saw the recruitment efforts by the Chinese companies that our customers worked for. So a year in, 
it was at I don't know ten thousand or ten twenty something, and two years in it was at seventy thousand. It was crazy the growth that the market provided, but it was clear to us because we could measure it, right? We could find the sources of information that would show us how many people would work in that market because we had found them from the beginning and we would just essentially keep looking at them every now and then to see how they were updated. So finding the source and consistently checking the numbers of the source is also important because if you find that your market is stagnating, or if you find that all of a sudden the efforts in that market are reduced and nobody is hiring anybody anymore, it may be an indicator that you are looking at a plateauing market and growth might be highly restricted, particularly if you already have competition in there. They also need to grow. And if there's nothing more to actually grow into, you're going to run into trouble. So find the sources, consistently um, look at them, get the new numbers as well, and just chart it for yourself, either in your mind or in an actual chart and see how the market is behaving because you might actually expand, go to the different market depending on where the market is going in the future. I think um, this will be enough for today's look into determining the size of your SaaS market. Um, thank you so much for listening to the Bootser Founder Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Avid Kahl, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L. And you can check out the blog at thebootstrapfounder.com. If you want to support me and the Bootser Founder Podcast, please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and wherever you subscribe to this podcast. It'll help other founders or founders-to-be to find this podcast and learn more about starting, running, and selling their Bootser businesses. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.